Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. Mm, what is Barry eating? Ice, ice, or a merit, one of those cherries. Yep, cherry boy. But you don't need to cherry. open your mouth to show us your chewed up cherry, Barry. I didn't need to do that. What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry? Motherfucking day. What is up, Craig? You know it's dangerous to chew stuff when you're doing the show. I learned that a few weeks ago with the candy corn. Watching it back. Why? What happened? Painful. What happened? I just couldn't stop. I mean, I thought it looked terrible chewing candy corn the whole show. Oh. You picked up on that? No. And uh, to the 20 people watching on YouTube? Yeah, those people. And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderstein Hooper. I was also making the chewing sounds on the podcast, though. Terrible. That's fine. That's all right. It doesn't bother me. Good day to you as well, Craig. Give us the number, Barry. Where can they call us? They can call us at 516-33-MESH-1. That's 516-336-3741. Let us hear your voices out there. You hear ours for, all the time. Yeah. It's not just for Ralph. It's not just for murderers named Jim. Right. <laughs> right. It's not just for guys with asshole dogs. You can be on it too. And please subscribe to the one podcast that is fiercely loyal to shit stories. Barry, what else are we fiercely loyal to? Our barbers. You're fiercely loyal to your barber? I don't know. I, I just watched the Seinfeld episode, and it was the, the one with the barber, so that's <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind. Just in your head? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of fiercely loyal, Ian Begley reported today that Leon Rose is fiercely loyal to Tom Thibodeau. Let's hear from Ian Begley. Ian Begley? <clears throat> of course. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, oh no. Ian. In some water. Leon Rose is fiercely loyal to head coach Tom Thibodeau, and I don't think that he would uh, take lightly the decision to make a coaching change with Tom Thibodeau as his head coach. Uh, So that's just something worth noting. But obviously, Nick's winning Sunday night. Uh, You can turn the temperature down a bit on Tom Thibodeau's seat, and we'll see if they can right the ship here going into Wednesday's home game against the Atlanta Hawks. Coach Tibbs. We got Coach Tibbs right here. Tibbs, how are you feeling? You know, listening to that, uh, fiercely loyal, mm. fierce, fierce. That's what they said about my uh, high school prom outfit. But, you know, I always say the game will tell you what to do unless, you know, in my case, you know, when it comes to me, Leon Rose tells me what to do. You know, a lot of people think that, uh, you know, and I'd love to sit here and say that it was me that decided to play more Obi and Randall this season or that it was me who decided to start Cam Reddish or me who decided to save Evan Fournier or me who decided to rotate three centers, although that last one, that actually was me. <laughs> you decided to start Cam Radish, bench Cam Radish, start Evan Fournier, bench Evan Fournier. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here to tell you that as, as fiercely loyal as Leon is to me, I am to him. Mm. And that, that came straight from straight from his mouth. Is there anything you would not do Two or four, Leon. Oh. You know, uh, loyalty is a big part of this game, mm-hmm. and it comes along with this seat. There is nothing that I wouldn't do for Lero. <laughs> Lero. That's, That's what my, you call him. He loves facials. Mm. <laughs> Who does? Tom Thibodeau or Lero? I think I think Lero. Wow, guys! <laughs> All right, we'll get. You know, I call <laughs> him Lero. He calls me Titty. Titty. He used to call me TT, 
And it's an inside joke now. He calls me Titty. Uh. Oh, it's gotten interesting. TT. Double T. Uh, Just titty. uh, Just titty. Just titty. Okay. Basketball is back, and we're going to get into this. We've got a lot more to come from Coach Tibbs. By the way, when you were were writing your ideas down, what you were writing down was that your prom outfit was fierce? Or that just came (laughs) to your head? Yes. That that just came to my head, Craig. Yes. (laughs) I wish I could say there was a uh, correlation to Tom Thibodeau. It was uh, Ruffles. Mm Mm-hmm. And a um, yellow bow tie with a neon pink jacket. Wow. And pants. Hmm. Make Clyde And a mohawk. Mohawk mullet combo. (laughs) Mohawk. Fierce. All right. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always get the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. It's never going to be as good as it was that first time, Jay. That was pretty good, though. I thought that was good. Head to betonline.ag to get your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BLEAV to get your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Here comes the money. Here we go. Yes. Let's hear from Ralph. Quick Ralph. Quickie from Ralph this week. Okay. Short and simple. Next win! Woo! We showed an effort tonight, and Robinson was awesome. That's it? That's all we got from Ralph? That's all we got from Ralph. That's from after the Cavs game? (laughs) Yeah, which, you know, was interesting that he, like, Robinson was really awesome after the, the, like, three games ago. Yeah. Right? I don't know. He was, it's Okay. Yeah, he didn't jump off the page against Cleveland. Nobody did. All right, guys. um, Hot and cold weekend this weekend, I guess. Back-to-back games against Dallas and Cleveland. First, we had a game against the team whose point guard, starting point guard we signed away from them, Jalen Brunson. That's Dallas. Then the following day, the team that stole Donovan Mitchell right away from Leon Rose and all of us. Both games we went up big in the first half. One we lost, one we won. One Barry got to sit courtside at mm. on Sunday with a special guest. Boring guest, but his guest <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> his wife. Bo- what do you mean boring? We got to see fo- Barry was sending us photos before the game. It's showing off his, his spot, which I don't know, Jay. I didn't need to see all that. You need to see all that? <laughs> I wanted to share with somebody. That's like basically like a dream come true for me to sit where oh. I sat. Oh, yeah. It's also mm-hmm. a dream come true for us, too. Yeah, yeah and I wanted to share yeah. the experience with you guys. I'm trying to FaceTime you guys. You're taking a shit, Blanderson, so you won't pick up the FaceTime. <laughs> Craig's out at Target me? with his fucking kids <laughs> to get out of the house for a few minutes. He won't answer my FaceTime. <laughs> I'm like, why is Barry FaceTiming me? To be like, look at, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Look at what I have to that you oh, don't have. Come on, Look at you. guys. I have something you don't have. Let me show you. I'm trying to convince my, tell my kids that they're not going to buy 10 toys at Target. And I'm going nuts. And here Barry is just sitting courtside right before the game. <laughs> 5.30 p.m. on a Sunday. Right, next to Michael and, J. Know, Fox and John Stewart. Him and his wife in their matching sweaters. <laughs> Just looks like you both went, got haircuts right before the game, looking your best. You got to look your best on Celebrity Row, right? Of course. I don't know what's going to happen. How Aren't was the you food? just wearing a hoodie? It was a sweater, sweater hoodie, though, sweater over hoodie. a button down button down dress shirt. Yeah. It was nice. It's nice. Barry, how was it? Dream come true. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, you you feel like you're on the court with them. 
I mean, uh, you get to see a lot of like the players' interactions like up close. So like like Obi was awesome. There was this like you know young kid with the Obi jersey and a hat. And he's like Obi Obi. You know Obi comes over, signs the thing, and then like a couple minutes later, he's in the layup line. He like makes eye contact with the dad, and he's like, and because like the dad like mounts like thank you. He's like I got you, you know. Um, so he was awesome. Cam Reddish, Jericho Sims, all of them you know signed autographs for the guys uh, for for all the, ki- all the kids over there. Um, yeah, it was it was amazing uh night. Saw a lot of famous people and you know, got blown off by Mike Breen, you know, slightly. You know, well, you know. I saw him before the game. Like, you know, went up to him, said, Hey, what's up? You know, Barry, you know, from wherever and yeah, still um, waiting, and still, like, you hey, know, still you got doing? that free service for your bike. Made a beeline. Yeah. Didn't bring up the bike. <laughs> no. I think he fucking got coffee on his ties in a rush trying to clean it off before the game. We thought we were you were gonna regret going to that game but the next one right uh next one. i mean it was 81. not and it was not an exciting game that's no. for sure defensive but game. the knicks came out with a win which weren't expected you know expected to happen the knicks were a mind-blowing five of 29 from three mind-blowing <laughs> mind-blowing Cavs were eight for 35 mind-blowing great to see mitchell shoot eight for 22 in the game <laughs> right uh one of the biggest things in that game and or lately that we're seeing is that I guess in that game, Tom Thibodeau really had a nine-man rotation, and Derrick Rose yeah. was out of it, reportedly because it was the second game of a back-to-back. Are you buying that, Barry? You buying that, Blandy? Potentially, potentially. I don't see why not? I mean, but then what? Are, what's the explanation for Cam Reddish being out of the rotation for that game? I mean, Cam Reddish was ass the game before. Horrible the game before. I played this clip on Twitter where I think it was like the third or fourth possession in a row where reddish was just terrible and uh he lost the ball yeah, I mean, driving into lane and a... tibbs screamed rj second <laughs> yeah. it came out of his hands and rj popped off the bench he, he played horrible that game of cam reddish that was the last time we'll ever see cam reddish so wait so we're not we're not high on him anymore that's it uh, no, i wouldn't have benched him for, for even with that there I'm not. even that pitiful performance i would not have benched mm-hmm. the guy I mean, again, no, me he's neither. looked so good for them, and he has been really good for them. And there's other guys that have been playing worse that are getting, you know, a lot more minutes. So, well, the, the seeing Miles McBride is like the first guy off the. It's like, what the hell was that? I don't, I don't know what that was. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't need to see him in there either. I mean, you could have just ran. If you you could have sat Brunson, played quickly at the point, and then you still could have kept a tight rotation, but have Cam instead of McBride. You yeah, know, there's ways sh- to run the lineup that odd. way. It's that's one of the things I think many of us don't like about Thibodeau is that a young player like that who has a bad game and has had a lot of bright spots this season just all of a sudden doesn't play the next game. I mean, because maybe he had a it's bad because game. his Isn't groin. Horrible? Maybe his groin was still bothering him, and that's what led to him not performing well the game before, and so he was rest. I don't know. No, they would have mentioned that. They said it was a coach's decision. Yeah. So I mean, you look. We'll see what happens on Wednesday night if he's in the back in the rotation or not. If not, it's like you know, Tibbs throws Fournier to the bench. Tibbs throws Cam Reddish to the bench. If Rose doesn't play, he's thrown Rose to the bench. And now you know all these guys are getting just sucked out of the rotation. Shorten that, you know, shorten that that bench that he has going in. Right. All we'll see if that's like- the case, or if it was just a one a one time thing again, second day of a back to back. Now we'll see. I think they would have mentioned that. Um, but there's a lot of guys, like if if Reddish and Sims aren't playing, I mean, those are two guys I think many of us want to see play. And uh, is is Thibodeau tightening his rotation because he's feeling the heat and he's just trying to do something different? You know, before that Cavs game, I mean, people were calling him for him to be fired if they didn't win that game. Well, especially after the Dallas game. I mean, the Dallas game, they were embarrassed. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't. There was there was nothing that he was doing that was turning out well. Yeah, and um, as far as look, as far as if he was instructed to to do something like this, right, Thibodeau, as far as sitting who he sat or not, you got to remember, you know, trade trades open up December fifteenth, which is very close, and there's different schools of thought. You know, let's say they know. Okay, look, we're gonna look to fucking trade Cam Reddish. Um, we saw what he could do and, you know, that showcased him a little bit, but it also, he's just not in our plans. He never was. Um, he's here. Let's see what we can get for him. The two schools of thought are, look, you either play him out until that trade, um, you know, window opens up December 15th and hope that he showcases a little bit more or the opposite of that, 
is, look, sit him because we need to get our team right. We know he's not going to be a part of the team. Why are we wasting time with rotations that aren't going to be 10 days from now? And there's that school of thought to start sitting him because they know he's going to be get, you know, he's going to get dealt. So it could be one of those things as well. It's just crazy because this team does not have enough talent on it to be throwing a piece like that away. Who's been at times has helped them get wins this year. More times than not. You know, again, you look, you take the preseason out of it and you just look at this regular season. Yeah, more times than not, he has definitely helped this team on both ends of the court. No question. And he's looked hella impressive doing it. I mean, like we've said over and over, there's guys in this team who have a leash, unlimited leash from Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau's fiercely loyal to guys like Randall, RJ, right? Um, Derek Rose, up until recently. Quentin Grimes is now, seems solidified in the starting lineup. He's played well at times defensively, but that much better than a Cam Reddish? And again, maybe that's the only reason that Cam got all those minutes before. I mean, Cam was getting these minutes when Quentin, Gro- uh, when Qu- Quentin Grimes couldn't get on the court with the groin injury. And even, you know, even when he started to get healthy, he wasn't playing. Maybe that's the reason. It was like, well, look, you know, now's the time I'll put Cam in to appease, whether it's to appease the front office or to appease the fans or to you know, just showcase to the league that, look, we have somebody here that is valuable perhaps to you. Now's my chance to play him because I'm forced to because Grimes, who I know would be in there otherwise, can't play. And now Grimes is fully healthy. He took his role back in the starting lineup. And now, sorry, sorry, Cam, you know, your window is closed. Your time is up. And we're not going to have a single wing in your bags in a week and a half. We're not going to have a single wing coming off the bench. I mean, listen to this bench in that nine man rotation. Let's assume Rose comes back for McBride. Right. Yeah. So the bench is Toppin, Hartenstein, Good. Quickly, and Rose. You, three out of those four, I think, could be, you know, uh, are going to give the Knicks positive minutes. Yeah, you but know, not Hartenstein a single, is questionable. No small forward. I don't know. That, that just seems so thin, that bench. Yeah. Well, you know, again, you're dealing with a short rotation, which means guys are going to be overlapped. Guys are going to shuffle between positions. It can work. It's not. It's not crazy. You know. It's not too big. I don't. And I don't think it's too small. You know. You, you could slide Grimes over. You could. You know. Slide RJ between two positions. You know. Quickly, if you're playing against a small lineup, you know, maybe able to hold his own defensively against some of the league's threes. If you had nine players that were playing great, <laughs> that were really good and tight, I would understand it. But we don't. So to just like take Cam Reddish out when RJ struggles three nights out of four, you know, and you could use someone to come in and give them a spark. So to just take guys like Reddish out when no one on this team is that fucking good anyway. You know, these the nine man rotation, it's not good. It's not good, Barry. No. It's definitely you, not great. You can't, you can't so say So these are good. our nine. This is who, you're not good enough to be in our, we're not going to go to 10 because our nine is so good, so tight can't do any better cam reddish is going to get ousted to me it's not fair for cam for these guys because the guy well, like yeah, Grimes if, is playing okay rj some nice plays okay they're not good enough though to warrant cam never getting a chance again well i mean we don't know if that's the case well we'll find out i guess cam reddish in that dallas game played nine fucking minutes so don't tell me it's the second game of back to back. That's why he I only played Reddish. nine minutes. No, I just looked at it. Played nine. It felt minutes. like he played thirty. He was so bad. Nine minutes. <laughs> oh for four. Those were nine oh for four. awful minutes. Nine Craig. terrible minutes. They were probably all in the first half. Did he play in the second half? That's that's the kind of performance that led Barry to you know a month ago say I want him off this team. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, yeah. He played two more minutes than. I don't even know how to say his name, and I, um, we should. We should. Swee, 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 Swee. When Swee comes in the game, sometimes I, I'm watching the game on record, and I put it on, and it for some reason the TV has it on. It's like the fourth, and I see Swee in there. I'm like, I know we lost. Never a good sign when Swee is in the game. Uh, yeah, fucking nine minutes, dude. Nine minutes. 
And in that game against Cleveland, the Obi played 13 minutes, Hartenstein 14 minutes, McBride 16. So you're talking like basically the starters just playing the entire game. Pretty much. Entire game. All right, guys, listen for, since we're on tips, let's talk let's uh play the murder gym voicemail blandy. By the way, okay. voicemails whenever we play them are brought to you by Betstamp. Barrett. That's my cue. That's my cue. That's your cue. If if you're betting on the NBA or the NFL or even Golf. No, I'm not ready trying... for that, buddy. Oh. oh. Look at this fucking guy. Barry just hit a golf swing and smacked his microphone out of the out of the thing. And did it unplug? I'm sorry, dude. Well, bet that's what happens when I try something new. I, I fucking try to do the golf <laughs> swing. I, I I literally swung into my microphone and knocked it over. Um, so there's the there's the reason. So I say? Oh, you don't even need to say anything. <laughs> go to Betstamp. Go to Betstamp. Get the app. Whatever. I don't care. It's good to use. <laughs> Blandy, play Murder Jim's voicemail. Here we go. <laughs> hey, it's Murder Jim. What the fuck? Everybody wants to fire the coach now. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, you remember, I know you guys go way back, remember 99 when uh, the Knicks made it to the finals? And motherfucker, if there was a Twitter back then, everybody would have been, for the entire shortened season, would have been calling for Jeff Van Gundy's head. Now he's like the treasured coach. Everybody's like, Van Gundy, I wish we had. This is the modern-day Van Gundy. This is exactly how Van Gundy would be coaching, probably. But, I mean, um, I know it was a different different times then. But this it, it, things just seem antiquated. And I, I just want to see clever shit is what works in the NBA now. It's like Jason Kidd shit. He does clever. He does clever rotation changes. You know, he, does, he, he doesn't. And actually, I hated uh, Ty Lue, but I watched the uh, – Clippers game the other day, and like he makes he makes changes, man. He's on the fly, changing. He's not set in any fucking ways, man. He's pivots, man, and he fucking makes adjustments. Like you can't survive without adjustments. And I don't need a fucking secret. I'm not like it's not a big reveal that this motherfucker ain't making any adjustments. He doesn't seem to make any adjustments. So I guess they're so subtle we don't notice. I don't know. Should we fire the coach, guys? I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I'm get, you guys are probably fucking pissed. Everybody's pissed. This sucks. Should we get a, one of those youthful co- Who Who do we replace him with? I don't know, man. That fucking... It's it's tough, man. It's fucking tough. And uh, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't want to be one of those fucking overreactive, fire the fucking coach. But, I, you know, I haven't been. I've been really fucking not on the fire the coach. I've not said that ever this year or recently. I don't know. That's all I got, man. Well, after that, after that Bagley quote, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's going to get what he wants, correct? I mean, that's not going to happen for Murder Jim. By the way, comparing Jeff Van Gundy to Tom Thibodeau is insult is horrible, horrible. Jeff Van Gundy's one of the greatest Knicks coaches ever. How is he similar to him? Every Bald? season, Van Gundy is co- is coaching the Knicks, <laughs> like to 48 wins, 50 wins, 57 wins. He had, uh, I just pulled up his record, like five straight winning seasons, including a trip to the finals, playoffs constantly, Eastern Conference champions. Come on, ridiculous. Thibodeau has been here, what, this is his third season? Yeah. Yes. We're going to have two two losing seasons under Thibodeau. And everyone's saying we're just under 500 right now. That's not true. We're two it games under. Not true. If you if you if you put do the math on this, do the math on okay. the rest of the season. We're going to be like eight to ten games under 500 at this but rate. They're saying what we are right now, Craig. Yeah, just but, under 500. Yeah, but we're not a 500 team right now. We're way under 500. Oh, okay. <laughs> When so. you <laughs> no, it's not silly. It doesn't work like that. If we, it does fucking work like that. It if doesn't you play, work like that. Do the math. Do the math. Do the winning, we, get, Tell Blandy, me what's their winning what, percentage. Blandy, oh, what I can, are I we can right play now? this game the other way. What's the winning percentage, Barrett? What is it, Blandy? Pull up the standings. Because okay, what their winning percentage is now is the percentage of wins is what's going to be at the end yeah, of the season. And now. they're well under five hundred. If you look up their winning percentage right now, we are eleven and thirteen, point four five eight. And what would their record be if they ended the season point four five eight? Yeah, tell us, tell us, Blandy, 
Tell that. Eleven this is and where, thirteen is twenty-four games, right? So this is where this is where Barry learns how math works. All right. Thirty-three and thirty-nine would be seventy-two games. Another ten. So you'd have to figure at least three more. So you figure oh probably around 37 and 45 around there. 37 and 45. Somewhere uh, around there. Oh. All right. All right. That's how math works better. <laughs> Blandy, it wasn't supposed to come out like that. It was supposed to be, little, it was supposed to be just That's under 500. 37 so that is. This is where I learned how math works. It is not just under 500. This is a yeah. terrible start to the year. That would be a 451 winning percentage. So it's 37 and 45. And what was our record what last year? I did that all in my head originally, by the way. What was our record last year? I know, I saw it. It like you were taking a crap. Yeah. <laughs> what was our record last year? Weren't we like 34 and 48 or something like that? Were we that bad? Were we? I thought we were. 14 games. Mm -hmm. on, oh, well, we were, much we were pretty bad. Much better this year then. Uh, all right. Who else do we have voicemails, Blandy? While you look that up. Okay. Um, who's next? Brandon, I think, right? Yeah, Brandon. Here we go. Ooh, with Brandon. Yo, we won. Dang. That felt good. I don't Pause think that this. was a statement win, uh, what well, Barry was talking about. But I got to say. Yeah. We were 37 and 45 last year. Weird. Oh, okay. There you go. Great. Progress. Continue. <laughs> Uh, here we go. This. What the hell was up with the rest and all the travel calls? Ugh. I mean, literally. It was like 30 calls. But other than that, I'm digging sick dreadlock Julius. I, I got I to gotta commend him for that. Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell fucking Robinson, man. Dude, he, he locked up Mobley. He locked up Mobley. Brunson doing his thing, man. He had a couple of little drives that I saw that, I mean, Julius was open in the corner. And I get it, going for the foul. But try to keep your eyes up. Anyways, uh, it was a good win. Next win. I love it. I mean, Julius was also one for seven from three. I don't know how appetizing that looks to Brunson, you know, as an outlet pass. When he can very well, even if he doesn't have a great shot at the rim, there's a good chance he's going to get fouled and can get two from the line. Blandy, who I feel bad about my bet stamp ad read now. It's like weighing on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, see if they listen. This point. See what happens. Our, you mean our last best stamp ad? The yeah, last yeah. one we've ever, we'll ever do? <laughs> <laughs> ever since it happened, I was like, well, that was maybe a mistake. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, answer the emails. Um, Blandy, who else do we got here? We got DB. DB. Hey, fellas, it's DB. Can somebody explain to me why the Knicks losing to Dallas should cause them to fire Tiz if they don't beat the Cavaliers on a random Sunday evening? I just, I don't know. We all knew that this team was a 500 team or a little bit less than a 500 team. Not a little they bit are less. right now are a little bit less than a 500 Not team. Not a little bit less. We think they could be playing better. Okay. We have to fire everybody? We have to fucking just destroy the team? We have to blow everything up. Blow it up. Blow it up. Blow it up. Every time. Every time. Blow it up. Blow it up. Blow it up. Blow it up. Can we stop blowing it up? Can we just play basketball? Can we watch them play and cheer for them and be happy when they win and sad when they lose, but not think that they're going to change the whole fucking face of the whole organization every time they lose a game? I'm sorry. It's a hardness left. Hey, fellas, it's DB again. Just to follow up on my last whiny call, I think it all comes down to one thing. It's just very fucking simple. They're not hitting their shots. They will hit their shots. The team's going to come around, I can tell. It's still a hard next life. I say like game 50, it'll start to come around. Game 50 right around there when they That's all start That's what Barry said together. last show. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the whole idea behind it's basketball like, is hitting your shots. If you hit your shots, you play well. We're not that, hitting that's our not shots. the biggest problem. I mean, they're they're decent. Their offensive numbers are decent, as bad as, as as bad as they have been from the three point line. Their offensive numbers as a whole are good in comparison to the rest of the league. It's the defense. It's all the other things. It's tying shit together. It's the fact that wow, look, think about how much better they can even be if they did hit the three point shots, but. You know, there's more to it than that. And, you know, unfortunately, as far as with the coach, 
I mean, a lot of people have been looking for reasons to fire this guy, you know, for over a year now. So, yeah, on a game like this that they do so badly, and then if they were to follow it up with another loss, yes, that's going to be enough reason for those people to say, get his ass out of here. They're waiting for times like this. None of these games are random. It's not a random Sunday afternoon game. It's a game that's just come after a pitiful loss where you showed a lack of effort for, you know, I don't know, the third time, fourth time this season that you've showed lack of effort. And at some point, people are going to point their fingers at the coach and say, is enough, enough is enough. We got to make a change. And that's the easiest change for us to make. I'm not saying that I'm on board with them, but that's where these people are coming from. And I think going into that game, on Sunday against Cleveland, the Knicks had lost seven of their last eight home games or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not, like you just said, it's not a random game that we would have lost. It's yeah. it's how it's gone this season. It's there and have not been playing well. It's been and embarrassing two, two of the biggest things, Two of the biggest things you point to for a coach is one, which I just said, lack of effort. And the other is how do you close out games? And before that pitiful Mavericks game, they lost a close game to the Bucks, a close game to um, Portland and to what was the game in between the the Portland Memphis. and the Bucks game and to Memphis. Memphis three close games that they had lost. All the teams better than them though. Yes, but again, I mean, three games in a row that you're in it, you know, to to the last minute of the game, you know, pull out one of those. I do understand. And then don't get blown out the game after. Yeah, I do understand. Right, you should the be fans. able to at least pull out once. Oh yeah, pull out once. Didn't. It's a joke. He's got four what? kids. <laughs> Weird. Um, do I have to cut that out? <laughs> I thought it was funny. Come on. Uh, I do understand when people say, like, what are we going to just keep blowing up and blowing up and blowing up? But what are we to do? Just We're just going to stay with what we have just for the sake of not blowing it up again. Unfortunately, we keep hiring the wrong people. Were we wrong to blow it up when Hornacek was coaching the team, when Fizdale was coaching the team? Should we just have stuck with them? Should we have stuck with Fizdale? No, God, no. So what do you do? You, you can't just stay in it. Yeah, but it's, yeah it would be I devastating. Mean, it would be devastating if we have to we have, if they we have to remove the front office. But what have they done? What have they done? It's been a... Th- I tweeted this out. It's been... I think now it's like a thousand and eight days since we hired Leon Rose. Okay. So and how much better is this team since he started? How what pieces do we have that that what like key pieces have we acquired since he started that are part of this the future of this team that are either going to be a part of the future of this team or going to help us contend for something? What key pieces have we gotten? Well, in a RJ. thousand over a thousand days, he didn't get RJ, and he's not even that good. We had the third well, pick; there was no one else to pick there. RJ fell into his lap. Okay, who do we? He didn't draft Mitch. Who has he gotten for us? Quickly, he's gotten. He's got. Look, everybody that quickly he's drafted, Grimes. none of them have been busts. Now, what you hope is that you find. You know, a diamond in the rough, or somebody no, that Nobody. you know you picked low, and that they didn't get, but they didn't get any busts no. either. Where a lot of guys have busted <laughs> in this league, you can't put down this front office. They, again, nobody that excelled that's and shined. The, that's this and the that. positive that we don't have any busts. I'm just saying it could be it could be worse. Uh-huh. It could be worse, Craig. We're, we're talking about trading quickly. What's a bust? The guys, a bust we don't even want somebody... on this team. We have guys nobody even wants. You know what a bust is? Someone who's not an asset. Do we have players that can get us anything? I think quickly has value. Yes. You think, think he might Grimes be able to get us value. a first round I think, pick? I think you Obi think quickly has value. Might be able to get us what we what we dra- like, kind of what we used to get him. A twenty top twenty draft pick, top twenty five. He could draft be pick. part of something. One for one, no. Uh, he's probably not going to get you that. Not one for one. But if you put him with something, then, you know, maybe you do get a player and a pick, you know, depending on who you put him with and who you're trading to. But no, I, I, I don't think he's worth that for you. All we have is a lot of draft picks. That is all Leon Rose and Jalen Brunson. And look, you can knock it and, you know, you could call it what 
what Blanderson calls it, which is just air, and it, it has no value until you do something with it. But that's not true. It is valuable. You know, I don't buy the argument that it's just air, that it's nothing. I mean, I see your point, but there is value there. And again, we're waiting for it. But when a big trade comes along, those are things that have a lot of value to them. But that big, that big trade is not coming along. Haven't we learned that at this point? How many times are we going to sit here and wait for the big trade or the big free agent? It's not happening. It never happens. No, it never does. It, it never Never does. Never does. When it does, we can all be proven wrong by Leon. Yeah, but I mean, by by not collecting them and not putting yourself at least in the game to compete for a trade like that, that's like a player not lacing up his shoes to play. It's like, ah, I know I'm going to lose anyway. We're a losing team. I'm I'm just gonna sit out. I'm not gonna play. I'm gonna forfeit. It's like the same thing. You you still gotta be ready for when the time comes. You know the underdog always has his day. You know there's always gonna be a new corner. At some point something's gonna change. You gotta be ready for that. You still have to you still have to manage your organization like a competent organization and put that organization in the best place to succeed. Again, Leon Rose took this job to try to turn the franchise around. He doesn't come with all the baggage that this franchise comes with. A little bit. He's trying to change it. Little baggage, and again, seems. he hasn't done anything with it yet. I, you know, I can't stick up for the guy that much. Like, like, like we just said, he's been here three years. We can't stick up for him that much. But you know, hopefully reportedly, his day one will of the come. reasons we couldn't get Donovan Mitchell from Ainge was because Ainge hates Leon Rose. I mean, come on, let's look back at Donovan Mitchell. We had all the draft picks we should need. I mean, we were acquiring draft picks for that one for this one moment in time, mm-hmm. and we couldn't get it done. Leon couldn't get it done. That's devastating. Couldn't get it done for the guy who wanted to be here. The guy from New York. The guy who spent his whole summer here. And we had all the draft picks we needed. And all the fucking not bust players on this roster. Trade. (laughs) And we couldn't get it done. When's the next time going to happen? And when that doesn't happen, we'll just... We're just going to sit in mediocrity until we can somehow trade for a superstar? Wouldn't you wouldn't you kill for mediocrity? Are we even at that? Are we even at that? Well, I think that's what they're going for this no, season. No, we're not we're not And it's mediocrity. not out of the question. No, what, we're going to be eight games yes. eight games under 500 two years in a row is not mediocrity. No. That's a lottery. Not. Well, let the season end. It's 20 games into the season, Craig. How many times do you watch a game, and, and I know you're joking all the time and you say it, but a guy has like, um, you know, eight points in four minutes. And you're like, oh, this guy's on pace to score 72 points this game. You know, it, it doesn't work like that. And the, the wins and losses aren't going to roll out like that either. It's not going to necessarily be the same exact win percentage. Well, that would be 96 now. points. Especially if they do kick it into high gear that, you know, last quarter of the season and they have a little push, they can get to 500. That's not impossible for this team. Thibodeau it may be unlikely. T- Thibodeau had basically three. The Knicks under Tom Thibodeau and Leon basically had like one good month in the past three years. Okay. One good month where we won like 15 games in a row. And it set that season ablaze, sent us into the playoffs with a, with a top seed. I'm actually curious. Maybe one day, Landy will do his math. Tell us what the the record is outside of those that one month. Because think about it, we have had like one good month. What month are we talking about? In the twenty the playoff 20, season, twenty twenty one season. Right, I know, but what month was that? It was like in the. It was towards the end of the season, Mar- February, March, right, Barry. It was the greatest like three to four week stretch oh, I've ever had as a Nick right fan. right after after they signed Derrick Rose. Right after they signed Derrick Rose. You mean traded for him? Traded for Derrick Rose, yeah. Uh, and when you think about us being 37-45 last year, this year being a couple games under, and, and the streak we had to go on to get that seed that year, I mean, outside of that. Oh, that's April. It's been terrible. It looks like it was April of 2021. What was our record that April? 
in April. Uh, I mean, it's really just about the, the stretch of wins. Well, it was the nine in a row, and there was um, nine in a row and 12 of 13. Right. So 12 of 13 there. So if you take that out, that 12 and one, then the record's pretty shitty. What was the record that year outside of that stretch? Outside of that record, uh, if it's 12, so we were 29 and 30. Then another eight games under 500 last year. So that's nine games under. And then we're two games under. So that if you take out those 13 games, we're 11 games under 500 under Tibbs. Hmm. And 12 and one, that means we should be exactly, then we should be 500 with him then, right? Wouldn't that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, because we were 37 and 45 under two this year, and we were over 10 that year. So we're exactly 500 with him. Exactly. It's a hardening slide. Blandy, that's all for the voicemails, right? Uh, Yes, it is. All right. You all hear that music. It is time for the news with Blandish and Hooper. Is there news today? Yeah, there's some news. Yeah, I got some stuff here. You have salacious. Salacious. I'll wait wait and see. I do have some. Yeah, actually. One thing that's salacious. Yeah. But what'd you say, Barry? I was going to ask you if you had something in your news uh, tonight, but I'll wait and listen. Okay. And, yeah, wait and see what I say. All right. So we start off in uh, Atlanta, uh, which Atlanta will be here. Wait, are we are we playing in Atlanta or are they playing here? They're playing here, MSG. Okay. So um, hmm. talk out of Atlanta is that uh, things are – the relationship between Nate McMillan and Trey Young is, is not so great. Apparently, they had an exchange at their shoot-around on Friday – that led to Young not showing up to attend the team's home win over Denver uh, that night. The initial explanation was that uh, he had shoulder soreness and that there was a little bit of miscommunication. Uh, it turns out that's that's not necessarily the case. Um, Nate McMillan asked him if he would rather participate in the shoot-around, receive treatment during the walkthrough, and then play in the game. And uh, Young made it clear that he just wanted to focus on having his shoulder taken care of, not attending the shoot around, and then deciding later or not later whether or not to play in the game. And McMillan basically said either play off the bench or don't even show up to the arena, and he he didn't show up. Um, apparently, though, it's not the first time that they've had a run in this year. There, sources are saying there've been multiple team meetings this year just about stuff going on around the team. Wow. He was in the lineup tonight, though. But so now Nate McMillan saying it was just a miscommunication. Uh, Nike announced today that they fully have parted ways with Brooklyn Nets point guard Kyrie. Um, Kyrie Irving putting out a, a, a statement saying Kyrie is no longer a Nike athlete. So that is, you know, they, they basically last month they said they were not putting out his Kyrie eights. And, and now it is official. He is no longer a part of the Nike family. You know, when there's like um, a recall on a product and you have to like send the product back to the company or, you know, something yeah. like that. You can't do that. They can't do that with their sneakers. Like anybody that has Kyrie sneakers, you have to send them back. I don't know, but he tweeted something out, something today after the news came came down. Where is it? I, everything that he sends out is just so fucking. It's just so fucking weird. Where is where is this uh, this tweet? Anyone who has ever spent their hard earned money on anything I have ever released, I consider you all caps family, and we are forever connected. It's time to show how powerful we are as a community. It's like, dude, fuck mm. off. Mm. So what does Honestly. he want them to do? I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Not buy Nike? I mean, give me a fucking break, dude. Get, get over it. Uh, but here's the salacious thing. <laughs> In the middle of all of his anti-Semitic stuff last week, uh, when he appeared on Alex Jones and then on Twitter, uh, right before he got suspended from Twitter, about a week or so after being reinstated on Twitter, uh, Kanye tweeted this out. Let's break one last window before we get out of here. I you know caught Kanye, this guy. What with, does Kanye have to do with it in the NBA? What? It's coming right here. What are you tweeting? Are you, are you ready? <laughs> Let's break one last window before we get out of here. I caught this guy with Kim. Good night. And it's a picture of Chris Paul. Chris Paul, who has been married for the past 11 years and has two children with, I believe, his high school sweetheart. So, yes. Uh, Kanye 
out of nowhere just decided to claim that Chris Paul had an affair with Kim Kardashian while they were married. Uh, sources close to the situation say it's completely false and it's just trying to him deflect away from all this crazy Hitler was a good guy shit last week. Um, it's not the first time he's accused her of having an affair with other people. Meek Mill was one. Uh, Drake was another. Chris Paul, to his credit, has not said anything. He has refused to comment. He's not putting out a comment. I guess he just thinks it's beneath him to do that. But yeah, so so Chris Chris Paul, according to Kanye, uh, nailed his wife. It's interesting because um, I didn't I didn't hear that story, oh, but I really? did see a yeah, but I didn't see I did see a tweet that someone put out. And I was very confused, and I had to was Google it. Was it the Devin Booker and and no, Chris Paul it was stuff? the Walt Frazier and Kim Kardashian stuff. Oh, I didn't see some Nick fan tweeted that? out this guy. Yeah, he walked in on this guy with Kim Kardashian, and it was a picture oh. of Clyde. Well, then so that's, that's where it came from. Yeah, yeah, there was a whole bunch of like uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul memes, you know, like because mm. he was dating Kendall Jenner. He, but yeah, so. Who knows? Um, but that's the way the basketball announces. Oh, Chris Middleton is back, by the way, for the Bucks too. Oh yeah, we've been kept really afloat without him, that. but he came back on, on Friday oh, last week. Great to have Chris Middleton back in the game. Barry, was that the, was that what you wanted in the news? That salacious detail. The, yeah, oh, Chris Kim, Middleton. I was Kim really Kim. curious if he made it back Chris or Middleton. not. I knew, I knew it was any game. That's, that I just yeah. threw in Could at the end wait. after the basketball had already bounced. No, it's actually his leading story, Craig. I wanted to make sure he was going to talk about the Trey Young, um, Nate McMillan story. The, the, it's a great story. It's a great piece of the news, especially because we're about to play them. Well done. Right. Thank it's you. too bad you did no research on what you're supposed to do research on. Oh, Wally? Yeah. Um, I did look into it. Uh, I actually did research uh, on TikTok, on Instagram, <laughs> on uh, Twitter. Heavy research. I went through there. all of s- social media. I scrubbed all through the internet. I cannot find anything mm. about it. I know the the best I could do was a couple of tweets from like as recently as a week ago with people saying, "How did I not know?" You know, people saying, "How did I not know that Rebecca Harlow and and Wally?" Had I don't know how they didn't that, know that. that that yeah. Wally is smashing Rebecca Harlow, but there doesn't seem to be anything. I even tried looking at Wally's ex-wife's uh, Instagram and TikTok and stuff to see if I could find anything out. But some of those things are blocked. Some of them there's not much on. There doesn't seem to be anything online about them being together. I was ready to line up the interview with my source for Blanderson. I mean, there's, there's um, no pictures of them out on the but town. But he didn't there's take nothing. me up on the offer, Chris. It's almost like the internet was scrubbed clean what? of it. That's bad well, if it's not even the least bit true. You never confirmed. You were asking some pre-interview questions to me Barry, about it. you said you were going to find out oh, if this person true. was willing to talk to me. And oh, then yeah, that but was I don't want to find out unless you're willing to actually conduct Why the would interview. I ask you to find out if they're willing to talk to me? Why if wouldn't Blandy want to interview them? I that don't make know. Any sense, Barry. Well, because I also think if that's you the drop- only piece of the story that he has, what is this if- one particular eyewitness, I feel like he needs I mean, more to build a story. I feel like doesn't if, he? if we talk to this person, we could strike lightning no. in a bottle. Okay. No, he doesn't need you. That's like, that's more than most Nick's beat writers go on right there. <laughs> what are we, 60 minutes? All right. That I think we have to run this through multiple sources before we get on the air? All right. <laughs> well, we'll run it. No problem with it. If Stefan Bondi had that source, it would be front page That's whatever true. paper he works for used to work for does he work for a paper daily news daily, daily news I think. daily news i think yeah all right that's gonna do for today's show remember you can reach out to us it's a at gmail.com follow me on twitter at hardnecks life barry at barry dworkin and blandy at blandy hooper uh we already gave you the number so i don't think we need to do that at the top and back end of, of the show they got now that's right um by the way, I went on a, on that trip this week. I almost lost one of these uh, AirPods oh. on the plane. That, oh, Took a yeah, red I've eye? Dropped, I've dropped an AirPod on the plane before. Have you? Did you find yeah, it? And it, it? Yeah, it rolled, but I had the help of my fellow passengers fucking find the AirPod for me. They I was know on a red like. eye in complete black darkness, like in the plane. And right. I wake up from, I passed out watching some show on my iPad. Wake up, I had a hoodie on, and I go and like touch my ear and it's gone. One of yeah. them. Yeah. I'm checking my hoodie. I'm crawling on the ground. I'm using my flashlight. Everyone else is trying to sleep around me. Yeah. I couldn't figure out where it was. 
Once we landed, the stewardess told me to rip off my seat, like it's Velcroed down, to rip it out. And, and un- don't in and, my and seat. 20, uh, 20 AirPods were fucking under there. Yeah, so I have a whole <laughs> slew of them now. <laughs> for you. Honestly, I took it and I was is like, Is that where it was? I don't even, this might not even be mine, you know? <laughs> I don't this even, is I a common thing. She told me it happens. It falls in this like little, little hole in the, in the corner. Right. Which is just crazy. Of all the places it can fall, it fell in there. Found it. It's a little hole. He's here with me tonight. Nice. Thankfully. Uh, Upcoming schedule, Blandy. All right. We've got Wednesday versus Atlanta. And then Friday at Charlotte. That's it for the rest of the week. Atlanta and Charlotte. 0-2 on that little stretch for me. Really? You think so? I mean, Charlotte, we can win that game. <laughs> we can. Why not? Sure. I don't know if we will, but we can. Ooh, Tankathon standings, guys. We are sitting in the ninth spot in the lottery. Okay. Uh, we don't have Washington's pick anymore because they're not playing well. They're in the 11th spot, so we won't get theirs. And uh, we get Dallas's, who's also in the 11th spot. Four-way tie for 11. Two lottery picks, guys. Would you end it right now with that? You can end the season today. Number nine and number 11 pick. It's pretty good. I would. We figure what? We could turn that into the number 23, yeah, 27, exactly. and 32 next year? I mean, two well, years from now? Know, I know we do this joke all the time, but I guess we could just lay into it, go into it. We would turn around the nine and 11, probably like the 14, right? Then turn the 14 for maybe like... 18. And then, then the next 18 thing you know, we'll end up with some second round, um, some second yeah. round picks. Torture. <laughs> so maybe I wouldn't end it right now. <laughs> Alright guys, until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. It's a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.